This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Greetings to all of you in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's the first Sunday of November. The first Sunday of November. And uh, I don't know about you, but for me, seeing the, the calendar turnover, the flip of the calendar gets me excited. <laughs> I don't know whether that's the case with you, but I'm excited when the, the sense of time moving forward excites me. Because this anticipation of what God is about to do, something new is coming, something new is in store. And that, that expectation you know, really revs me up in my spirit. And just to consider that, about what God has in store. I hope you all consider that in your life. Do you consider what God has in store for you? Amen. You must consider oh, what, what, what lies ahead. You must, you must consider. Meditate on His promises. Amen. Meditate on His promises because His promises are going to come to pass. It's already been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. His thoughts concerning you are awesome. Amen. A countless, how precious is the sum of it. So just that thought, the mere thought of considering what God is about to do is so edifying. It's so edifying. It keeps you on track. It keeps you on track. Now that I, I want to tell you that the, the ticking time is proof that God is in control. The ticking time is proof that God is in control. The fact that seasons are changing is, is fact that He is in control. He is on the throne. Amen. He's the one who established times and epochs. He's the God of the seasons. He's God over time. Time is in His hands. We sing that song. Time is in His hands. The beginning and the end. So when you, when you realize, that, okay, it's a new month. It's a new day. Uh, and the time is moving. Um, don't feel sad about it. Be excited about it. Man, be excited about it. God has something in store for you. Amen. Wait upon the Lord. Let's pray and get into what God has in store for us today. I believe uh, there is something that He wants to minister. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Pa, for allowing us to gather in this manner. Thank you for what you have in store for us, Lord, today. Thank you for all that you have ministered unto your people from the time we started this service, Lord, we have received word. We have received, we've been reminded of your goodness. We've been reminded of how awesome you are, how, how gracious you are, how kind and how merciful you are. We considered the life of David and what he realized about you, Father. How much more we, the church of God, the church of Christ, can revel in these things can consider these things and be in awe of. How much more? The blood-washed saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. You have covered our sins. You have removed our iniquities, our transgressions. You don't impute it against us. You don't hold a record of it against us. But you have imputed righteousness. The righteousness of Christ has been credited to our accounts by which we stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pa. Minister to your people today as we sit together and listen to your word. Word in season, Lord. That word that will take them ahead in life. That the word that will take them ahead in this season. Lord, you will release it upon your people. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wait upon the Lord. We've been hearing a lot about waiting on the Lord. Amen. Uh, you know, in connection with uh, what God is teaching us, sowing and, and reaping. God is teaching us sowing and reaping. God is teaching us resting and harvesting. Amen. And God is teaching us about intimacy. The Holy Spirit is teaching us about these things. And one of, the, one of the words that linger over all these 
um, teachings that we receive today, receive in this season, is to wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. I don't know how you perceive waiting. I don't know whether it is for you something that is very boring, something very um, monotonous, something um, passive. That's right, something passive, not exciting. But the biblical perspective of waiting on the Lord, I'm talking about waiting on the Lord. The biblical perspective is when we are waiting on the Lord, it is, it is full of excitement. It's very active. It's dynamic. There's something happening in, in the spirit. When you're waiting on the Lord, things are happening. Now we, we read about how the farmer sows and goes to sleep. He's waiting for the harvest. He goes to sleep. And there's nothing to be seen visibly. There's nothing to be seen to the, to the natural eye. But surely God is doing something. There's a sprouting happening. The germination of the seed is happening. So waiting on the Lord is exciting. See, one check you can do on, in your life is to run this check. Okay? I encourage you to run this check in your life. That is a check whether you are excited or bored. Are you excited doing what you're doing? Being where you are? Or are you bored? If you're bored in life, that shows that you are in the flesh. It'll take a little time for you to digest because it's a little hard teaching this morning. If you're bored in life, you're bored about doing something in life, or bored about this season that you're in right now. If you're bored, that means you're in the flesh. You're struggling in the flesh. You're struggling in the flesh. You're trying to um, add up things in the flesh. Because the life in the spirit, walking in the spirit is a, is a walk of excitement. If you're walking in the spirit, it's, it's full of excitement. It doesn't matter which season you are in. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. It doesn't matter what you're waiting on. But if you're walking in the spirit, if you're walking by the spirit, you are accessing the excitement of God. The excitement of God. I can't go beyond that. The excitement of God. By the looks of it, I am I'm very well realizing you're not, you're not understanding anything that I'm saying. The excitement of God. I don't know what's your picture of God. The world gives us a, a draws a picture of God. In movies and all you see, this old man up there with, grow, with, with a long beard, which is gray and uh, a long face. That's not God. That's man's picture of God. That's an idol. Now Christ is the fullness of God. Christ is the fullness of God. Lived 32, 33 years. Turned the world upside down. Went around. The things that, are, the, that he did in, in that small span of lifetime that he lived, you know, if you were to write it in, in books, the whole earth will not contain what is done. I think that's a life of excitement. You know, wherever he turns, miracles. Wherever he turns, people are thronging. Wherever he turns, people are wanting, wanting to listen. Miracles, signs and wonders. People getting healed. Dead are getting raised. That is excitement. So walking in the spirit is accessing the excitement of God. Now, if you're not excited in life, it's time to do a... A spiritual checkup. It's time to do a spiritual checkup. Because I want to warn you, if you're not excited in life, I want to warn you. That is, that is a sign of walking in the flesh. And you can end up in all kinds of mess if you're bored in life. You can end up in all kinds of mess. The entertainment industry thrives on that. The fleshly nature of man. People are bored. So we provide entertainment. People are bored. We provide entertainment. So whatever you are, you are hearing in, in, in this church, from this church, from this pulpit, uh, whoever is ministering, now you must... You must be an effective doer. An effective doer. Don't be a forgetful 
hearer but be an effective doer apply say apply tell your neighbor apply apply it in your life apply it in your life what you listen what you hear amen by the spirit in the spirit apply it in your life and if i were to ask you what did you learn last sunday uh, you must know because you applied it seven days of application went by i hope so we've been hearing about resting surely you would have applied that sleeping for sure but that is good if you have understood it in context and if you are if you are applying it in context with which what christ has i mean the, the spirit has revealed to us is a good thing if you slept through the week having sown that's the word having sown if you have slept through the week you're doing well that's why you're ex- you have experienced the goodness of the lord hallelujah make a note of the, these things in your heart apply apply it apply it you know the holy spirit has been talking to us about resting and and harvesting and and sowing and reaping and intimacy intimacy i hope and you know, i i i desire to hear testimonies from you 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 come to me and say after last week's sermon uh, you know i have reduced my screen time after last week's sermon i i i'm spending more time in prayer i'm switching off my mobile phone more frequently as a as a good good uh, testimony to bear no in church what you hear is of utmost significance to you right now god's design of church is like that what you hear in church is of utmost importance in your life it is of utmost relevance to your life right now if you're part of the church if you are regular in this church you you you, you belong in this place this is the house where god has planted you and established you that means what you hear from this place is of utmost relevance to you you're hearing words about uh, of rest and harvest and all is relevant to you you're hearing about blessedness it is relevant to you you're hearing about uh, god imputing righteousness it is relevant to you you're hearing about goodness of the lord surrounding you is relevant to you is relevant what is going on here is relevant to you amen you know it is relevant to you when the pastor may not may not know what is happening exactly going on every detail he when i may not know all that or who is ministering from here may not know what is going on in in your life but the holy spirit knows and he is shaping your life he is shaping your future so be alert be alert be alert to what the holy spirit is speaking to you now staying awake during the sermon is not just a good etiquette which is a good etiquette by the way so it's, it's good manners in church but it is not just about good etiquette staying alert in the in church staying alert when the sermon when the preacher man is preaching something when the exhortation is being done it is not just good etiquette it is of utmost importance it is the most important thing that you do in life you're collecting seed hallelujah be alert be alert you now people can miss miracles by not listening to the holy spirit people can miss miracles by not listening to the holy spirit i've seen people miss miracles by a whisker because they have not paid attention to what god was speaking to them to them so clearly and it breaks your heart to see that happen in in some other some people's lives especially as a minister of god and god is setting you up for miracles god is setting you up for breakthroughs febin god is setting you up for breakthroughs god is setting you up for breakthroughs god is setting you up for for expansion for increase for prosperity so don't don't let it go by like what brother royce was sharing this morning he said don't just think about yeah i've been forgiven of my sins but consider it consider this great salvation what it means you've been set free your sins are not counted against you what it means to you it changes everything about you 
it it makes you want to sing it makes you want to sing i'm undone by the mercy of jesus i'm undone by the goodness of the lord because it changes everything it affects every area of your life and don't present a stubborn heart to god don't harden your heart before god don't make your neck stiff before the lord now people can miss opportunities by not listening to the holy spirit can miss the turn can miss the turn god said left you didn't hear that you're busy talking to somebody else now sometimes when you're driving you put the the maps yeah the maps the gps or whatever you call that thing so the lady will speak to you and tell you turn right but you were talking to your wife instead you didn't hear the lady who was supposed to guide you to the place so what happens instead of the instead of the right you go left you miss the turn that's right we heard that today i will i will instruct you and teach you in the way you must go i will counsel you with my eye upon you that's the intimacy of god he is intimately acquainted with all your ways he knows the next step he knows that turn he knows that turn that you have to make you you all go get so excited when google tells you there's a traffic up ahead there's a diversion up ahead so exciting wow but god has promised far beyond that i will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go i will counsel you with my eye upon you he can give you real time real time instruction and people can get into into life get their life into danger they can get their life into danger by not listening to the holy spirit and pay attention to the holy spirit when he speaks make it a discipline in life and make it a discipline in life you know revive that discipline revive that discipline revive that discipline revise that discipline every time you you sense a slack that you're not listening to him closely as you used to be revive that discipline of yours no do not compromise on that Amen. pay attention no do not ignore that heavy feeling that you get when you miss your time with the lord and today we ignore all that we ignore all that now david spoke about his hand was heavy upon me today the the lord the both the heavy hands of the lord will be upon you you are ignoring it because you're becoming so insensitive don't be like that be sensitive to the holy spirit be sensitive and stay on the alert stay on the alert that's right be broken easy that's right because he he will not despise a broken spirit he will not overlook a contrite heart he looks to such those who are broken those who can dry those who tremble at his word pay attention pay attention to the word pay attention to the holy spirit listen to the holy spirit listen to the holy spirit you owe it to him you know that you owe the holy spirit your ears now why because he listens to you all the time he listens to you all the time in a ain't no person like that in the world ain't no person like that in the world ain't no friend like that no no husband no wife can be like that who listens to you all the time married for 12 years we listen as much as we can but we cannot even come anywhere close to this kind of listening listening to you all the time he listens to your groanings he listens to your groanings even groanings too deep for words he listens this is our confidence that we have that he hears us when we pray so you owe it to him you owe him your listening you owe him your ears because he listens to you all the time so we've been talking about 
sowing and reaping and waiting and and sleeping and resting and and harvesting well, i would like to elaborate on on a few things here how do you sow how do you sow what is your seed you know, this is one question sometimes christians are lost uh, in 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 this uh, mystery so to speak what is my seed how can i sow now we can sow in many different ways sadly some people have this wrong wrong understanding that sowing is only to do with giving or in terms of monetary giving financial giving yeah i should make that specific it is about giving yes now when when you consider the word sowing in the kingdom we have this wrong understanding it is only to do with money I don't know why we restrict sowing only to money. Yeah, definitely money is and you know, giving money is you know one of those key ways in which you sow. No doubt about it. Financial giving is one of the key ways in which you sow. But it is definitely not the only way. Definitely not the only way. Now some of you think that only those who earn big can sow. some of you have this thinking that only those who earn big only the salaried people can sow you know lian here can sow you are 8 years or me 9 she can sow and karen there can sow she's like okay apart and tell me about that they can sow you must understand what is a seed anything which god has given you to invest into his kingdom in this season that you are in that's your seed in this life that's right in this life that's your seed in this season that's your seed anything that god has given in your hands because he's the one who gives a seed anything which god has given in your hands to invest into the kingdom amen in the season that you are in in this life that you live that's your seed that's your seed and it can be money it can be wealth it can be time it can be efforts it can be service it can be skills it can be talents it can be gifts it can be knowledge it can be availability it can be space asal is okay i got so much of unused seed tell your neighbor you got so much of unused seed what are you doing about it ask them let them think let that person think what are you doing about that seed your your seed can be anything your seed can be anything for rehab the harlot a space to hide for the two spies that that was a seed that entire city was destroyed but rehab and her family were, were kept not only that she got featured she got featured the genealogy of christ rehab the harlot who rehab she sowed a seed gave her house a place in the house for the spies of god's people to hide for hana it was a first born first born ain't no prophet there ain't no prophet like samuel because the mother sowed a seed first born much awaited son she said okay this is yours you gave him to me i gave him back to you 
my seed and what is written about samuel is incredible the words that he spoke never fell to the ground because a mother sowed a seed there's no prophet like samuel for the widow of sarephath it is a handful of flour and a little oil in the jar and also an upper room where the the prophet lodged it was a seed for the shunamite woman it was a small upper room on the wall for the man of god to come and stay when he is passing by you know the rest of the story right a bed a table a chair and a lampstand a seed think about it you have tables you have chairs you have beds you have rooms you have a little oil in the jar you have some flour left that can be a seed for mary it was an empty virgin womb and i celebrate that next month she gave her womb a virgin womb the teenager i hope i mean i think she was a teenager she was really young i know that for peter it was an empty boat an empty boat for the master to stand and preach upon him christ builder church upon the revelation which peter had for the little boy it was a stiffen box with five loaves of bread and two fishes that's why i said lian can sow a seed dami can sow a seed karen can sow a seed you got your tiffin box today give it to polachacha as a man of god Paul can give it to me. <laughs> For Joseph of Arimathea, it was an empty tomb, hewn out of the rock, which no one had ever lain before. Now, if God has given something to you and you know it can be used for the kingdom, that is your seed. That is your seed. Now, I want, I want to debunk this mystery. that you're confused about what's my seed what's the seed that i can sow if god has given something to you and it is useful for the lord it's your seed and you got to sow it you got to sow it you have a big car that's your seed sow it take people around to the church use it for the ministry go to sleep bigger car will come stop complaining that you do not have enough to sow stop wishing if only had some seed to sow i'll tell you something do not eat your seed do not eat your that's the mistake that we make we consume our seed it might pacify our hunger for a little time but you know what you're doing you're stealing away from your future do not store up your seed it'll only get destroyed over time now there's enough seed where in the bank there is enough seed where at my house what you doing about it no i'm just storing it up hmm. what the bible ta- says about storing do not store of yourself treasures on this earth where moth and rust destroy a thieves can break and steal but store of yourself treasures in heaven 
when you sow you are you are storing up the treasure in heaven when you are sowing into the kingdom so the thing is the moment uh, uh, somebody teaches you about sowing you are thinking about money and that's it oh this is about money this is that, that sermon about money and sermons about money can be offensive go sell your position and give to the poor oh para church nokatte today is very easy let me flip the channel <laughs> unsubscribe and subscribe to another channel because this preacher man is talking about money hello sowing is not just about money but if you can sow money then you can't sow anything else like because like the preacher man t- taught you a couple of weeks back money is the least thing the very little thing so if you can't sow money you can't sow anything else I think every Christian must start with this identifying the seed the seeds for the season that you're in now ask the holy spirit to help you identify the the seed it is not very hard by the way it's not very hard by the way just being available you know i like when people come and say what can i do you know can i can i get involved can i serve is there anything that you want any help any service what's the need of the church you're a ready sower you got seed in your pocket ready to sow when the holy spirit says so you sow gladly now be like that don't hold tightly to your seed you will crush your seed you will crush your seed and your seed will die premature it has to it has to fall to the ground and die and then it will not remain alone but some of our seeds are are dying in our hands are dying in the bank are dying at our homes now i'll tell you uh, okay now you're wondering about the seeds i'm sure that god is already ministering to you showing you different seeds suddenly everything is looking like a seed everything is looking like a seed i'll tell you a powerful seed which most of us would have overlooked and that's a seed that you can sow anytime now there are there are these fruits which yield all the time seeds which are available all the time the seed which you can sow any time of the year the word in your mouth is a seed let's start simple the word in your mouth is a seed what you speak about your child is a seed now some some people say you got two girls you must plan dad i must plan plan for the future but the words in your mouth concerning their life is a seed that you're sowing which you can sow all the time don't have to wait till the salary date of salary credit no you can sow it today you can sow it tomorrow you can sow it all the time now words are seeds which you can sow all the time where do we learn this from who has taught us this that's right god when you want to learn a couple of things about sowing and reaping look at god he spoke into darkness he sowed his word into darkness he reaped light he sowed the seed of his word into a, into a lost and dying world the word became flesh he sowed a seed is reaping the harvest you're not getting this do you know that jesus was god's seed you all know that we are all on the same page jesus was god's seed which fell to the ground and died so that he it will not remain alone but it will gather many who is christ 
Say word. Word, say word. You have to sow the word. Can you have to sow the word? You have to speak in line with God's word. That's you're sowing in your future. You're sowing in your future. Speak in line with God's word. You're sowing in your future. If you're not speaking in line with, your, with God's word, again you're sowing in your future. But the wrong seed. Now, Isaiah chapter 55, 10 to 11. For as the rain and the snow come out, come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I send it. The word which he sends, it will accomplish the purpose. He sent Christ, accomplish the purpose. See, God did not outsource um, project redemption mankind. He did not, it's a big task. It's a Herculean task. He did not outsource it. What did he do? He sowed the seed. He sowed the seed. The best seed which accomplished the purpose. God is still reaping the harvest, by the way. Now, some of you are burning your fuse trying to figure out what to do with your life. But what to do with your life? Your future. You're wrecking your brains. Worried about your future. It's not so difficult as you think. Sow the right seed. Speak. Speak. Now, if you, if you get a chance to talk to people who have made it big, I'm talking about believers who have made it big in life, ask them the secret. They will tell you, we spoke right. We spoke right. God taught us to speak right. Now, sometimes I feel, why so much of negativity amongst Christians? They open their mouth. There is nothing good. It's all... We don't know what's going to happen. That's not going to work. That's going to fail. Uh, you know, there's this uncertainty. The future is bleak and it's dark. It's gloomy. It's all despair. Everything is going down. Now you're sowing the seed, the wrong seed. You're sowing the wrong seed. You sow the right seed. You will reap the fruit, the right fruit in due time. Now in James chapter 3, you know, we read that amazing passage about taming the tongue. I hope all of you know that passage. It's that passage about taming the tongue. The entire section, that entire chapter is dedicated to describe this member in our body. It talks about uh, the tongue being a little member which boasts great things. It talks about that no man can tame the tongue. It talks about the tongue as an unruly evil and full of deadly poison. And then in verse 9, James 3 and verse 9, we, we read that incredible scripture. It says, with it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Now look at that. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives? A wine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh? I'm going to read from the NKJV for you, okay? I want you to pay attention to the last verse that I just read. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear, say bear, bear olives? Can a, a grapevine bear, say bear, bear figs? Does no spring eels, say eels, both salt water and fresh? 
So in the context of the tongue, we are being taught about produce, we are being taught about bearing, we are being taught about yielding. And the question is, how can the same instrument be used to bless and to curse? And this is not written to the, the Old Testament people. This is not written to the, to the world. It's written to the church. It's a problem that we have in the church amongst believers. With the same mouth we bless the Lord, with the same mouth we curse men. With the same mouth we edify and with the same mouth we destroy. We are releasing sweet water and bitter water from the same opening. And we expect the fig tree to, to produce olives. It won't happen. We expect the wine to produce figs. No, it won't happen. The salt water cannot produce fresh. Understand this well. Your tongue is no ordinary member in your body. Your tongue is no ordinary member in your body. Your tongue is no ordinary member in your body. It is shaping the very course of your life. It's, shape, it's deciding the very course of your life. No, if you're that person who's always sorry about yourself, always on this pity mood, always worrying, always parroting the world, you're sowing the wrong seeds all the time. And your future will look bleak. Show me the father, I can identify the son. Or bring me the son, I can identify the father. And it does not take rocket science to look at Gabby and Danny and figure out who their father is. I hope all of you agree on that. I hope, I hope all of you know that. It does not take rocket science. It does not take a, a lot of your brain space to figure out who the father is. It's about the seed. The seed. The seed will produce in the likeness. It's so like if you bring me the seed, I can, ex I can describe your future. Show me your seed which you're sowing right now. I can describe your future. What are you sowing now? I can describe your future. What you're reaping now, I can describe your seed. Or maybe your parents, how they sowed the seed. Now do not let, do not let the tongue sway loosely in your mouth. Check what you're sowing. Check what you're sowing. Heaven, check what you're sowing. You got to be responsible for what you're sowing. Therein lies your future in what you speak now. Your future in the, is in the words that you speak now. Now what you speak must be the good seed. The good seed. Now do not speak anyhow you want and feel no pinch about it. You know, when I see Christians, they speak anyhow they want and there's no pinch. Now we are all humans, we can, we can make mistakes. But as Christians, if you don't realize that we made a mistake, when we made the mistake, that's a, a terrible place to be. Because the Holy Spirit will immediately, immediately, no, I, I released words and immediately I felt the prick. Immediately. Not even a second gap. I say something off immediately. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wants you to correct it. Because you sowed the wrong seed. You sowed the wrong seed. It has a potential to bear something which is unbecoming, which is unpleasant. 
know, we young people especially, we are so careless the way we speak. You know why? You know, you know what? You are the prime of your youth. You are the prime of your age. If you can be careful with the words that you speak. If you can be careful with the words that you speak. If you can learn this lesson now. Ah, that's how I am. That's how I grew up. You know, I like to talk the way I talk. With no inhibitions, with no check, with no guard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about that. But your sowing is a mess. Your sowing is a mess. You're messing up your harvest. If you're not careful with your seed, you're messing up your harvest. If you're loosely swaying your tongue, you're messing up your future. You're messing up your future. Now if you can learn this now, if you can learn this now, your future will be bright. There's one lesson. Just ask the Holy Spirit, help me to speak right. Put a guard over my tongue. Put a guard over my tongue. Let me feel the prick when I say something wrong. When I get into that mode of speaking the wrong thing, engaging in the wrong dialogues with people, having the wrong conversations, laughing at the, the wrong kind of jokes, and sharing, being a partaker in coarse jesting. Holy Spirit, help me to understand. Get me out of this mess. I don't want to mess up my future by speaking the wrong things. I don't want to mess up my future by sowing the wrong seed. Immediately make the correction. When the Holy Spirit resonates in your spirit, immediately make the correction. Be, feel free to say, I'm sorry. I should, not have, I should not have said that. I should not have said that. That's wrong. That, that's, not how, that's not how I should speak. What I just said is, is not according to God's word. It's not good humor also. Sometimes we are so humorous. We are so humorous than God. Look at verse 9. With it we bless our God and Father and with it we curse man. Made in the likeness of God the Father. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. The same mouth which sang this is amazing grace. So two contrary types of seeds are released by the same sower. It is like a farmer, look, look, listen to this. It's like a farmer sowing wheat and tares. It's like a farmer in the sowing season with the, the original seed. He's also sowing the seed which will produce tares. No farmer in his right mind will ever do that. You know why? It's going to mess up his harvest. It's going to mess up his harvest. It's going to make his harvest unprofitable to him. So you are that person who is sowing the word and who is sowing the world. Hello. You're, you're, you're heading for some, some, some trouble. Change the way you behave. Change the way you speak. Change the way you sow. Be an expert in sowing. Tell your neighbor, be an expert in sowing. And learn from God. Tell, learn from God. Learn from God. He sowed the best seed. Christ was his best seed. He made no mistake about it. He did not send Lucifer. He did not send one of his angels. He sent Jesus, the best seed. The right time. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. The right time. 
Christ appeared the right time. Our salvation appeared to us at the right time. Be an expert sower. An expert sower. You know, mixing up the seeds will only mess up your harvest. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 9. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 9. Last week, I, I, I told you that verse in, in Genesis, which God spoke to, I think it was Noah. God spoke to Noah and said, as the earth remains, seed time and harvest remains. As long as the earth is, seed time and harvest remains. Whose principle is that? Whose principle is that? Okay, look at this. Galatians chapter 6, verses 79. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. So you cannot, see, you cannot confuse God with this. You cannot confuse God with this. There are different seeds all the time. I'm sowing all the time. Different seeds. God is God be very perplexed and he will think, okay, okay, whatever happens, let it happen. I'm not going to interfere. No, he says, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked concerning this principle. He will not be mocked. What a man sows, that also he will this is, this is New Testament language. Does this say New Testament language? This is to the church. This is to the believers, a believer. You know, we think believers can do anything we want. I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Some of those principles are for, a, for all of eternity. It's for all of eternity. He's got words of eternal life. As the earth remains, he said, this thing will remain. What is that? Seed time and harvest. God is not mocked. Do not be deceived. Let no, one, let no one deceive you. Let no one tell you otherwise. If you have sown a seed, you will reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Hallelujah. It's about two types of, two types of sowing. If you're, if you're sowing to the flesh, you will reap according to the flesh. If you're sowing by the Spirit, you will reap according to the Spirit. Now, you know what? I hope you all know what's the context in which these verses are mentioned. This scripture is mentioned in context of giving to the teachers and also doing good to those who are in the household of faith. It's about giving, it's about sowing. But the principle is reiterated here. What's that? God is not mocked. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. That principle remains. As long as the earth is, this will remain. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Know what you desire in life? I don't know what you desire in life. I don't know what you desire in life. If you can find the right seed, sow the seed. Sow the right seed. Sow the right seed. The easiest principle in the kingdom. And the, you don't need, I mean, you, you, you don't have to be worried about this at all. You can go to sleep. There are a lot of principles in the Bible, but this one principle is so easy, you can sow and go to sleep. You're not getting this. You can sow and go to sleep. Fabian, what do you want? Find the seed. Sow it, God to see, go to sleep. Easy. Easy. You have, you have concerns about the future. You have worries about your life. You, you have desires. Just ask the Lord, show me the seed. I'll sow it and go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. That's right. That's right. Angels will minister. That's right, in the, minister, in the future, because you have sown the seed faithfully. 
The question is, are you sowing to your own flesh or are you sowing to the spirit? Whose desires are you following? Whose desires are you following? Whose principles are you following? They're all seeds, by the way. You're following somebody's a seed, you know that? You're following somebody's a seed. You're sitting in the church is a seed, by the way. You're playing three chords, it's a seed. You play, you play drums today, you filled up. This is a seed that you sowed. It's a seed. Doing the sound is a seed. Pro present is a seed. It's a seed. What God has given you, the ability that God has given you, which if it is useful in the kingdom, that's your seed. Don't waste your seed elsewhere. Don't waste your seed elsewhere. Hallelujah. Don't store up your, store up your seed. Don't eat your seed. Don't hide your seed. Our biggest concerns are that's right. Our biggest, biggest concerns are counted in heaven. Everything that you see is in a seed. Came from a seed. You all came from a seed. You all came from a seed. You all came from a seed. What you sow, that you shall reap. If you want to harvest, sow right. You want to sow right, learn and meditate God's word. One more time. You want to harvest, sow right. You want to sow right, learn and meditate God's word. God is not mocked. Do not be deceived. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us, helping us to understand the mystery of sowing and reaping. Thank you, Lord, for helping us realize that there's so much of seed with us, unused, unutilized, put to the wrong use, wasted away. We want to be experts in sowing. Make this your prayer. Make this your prayer. Ask the Lord, Lord, make me an expert in sowing. I want to be an expert in sowing because this is kingdom principle. Because you liken the kingdom of God to a seed. The farmer who went out to sow a seed. You likened your kingdom. So Lord, we understand this applies to your kingdom. This principle is, is, is prime in your kingdom. Of utmost significance in your kingdom. So Lord, we want to be experts in sowing. And we want to learn from you. We ask of you, teach us, Lord. Teach us to sow right. In every way, Lord, in every manner of seed, seeds that we sow, whether it be our money, our wealth, our, our time, our, our abilities, our skills, our talents, our, our resources, our availability, whatever it is, the words that we speak, even the words that we speak, thank you, Lord, to, to, for helping us understand that the words that we speak are seeds. Our seeds that we are sowing into our future. We pray, Lord, that every person, young and old, Lord, will be revived in their tongue. Today, that you will revive them. You will cleanse their lips today. You will cleanse their lips today, Lord. Let that coal from the altar of God be placed upon our tongues. Cleansing us, Lord. Purging us that we may speak right. Out of the same opening, let not bitter water and sweet water Come out together, Father. With the same mouth, Lord, prevent us, Lord, from, from, from cursing men. With the same mouth with which we bless the Lord. 
the worlds were framed by the words of God. Everything that we see in this world, framed by God, formed by God, established by the words of your mouth. Today, Lord, you're teaching us to speak right. That we can shape our future, we can shape our world by the words that we speak. Thank you, Pa. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for ministering to us. Let this, let this seed that you sowed into our lives today bring forth a hundredfold in our lives. The understanding of the seed, this understanding of this word will produce a harvest. We receive it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nishad Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.